0: This is the Realm of Agape Christian Church. We thank God for this new series we are in, Spiritual Maturity Series. Thank you, God, for this series, for God in his spirit is seeking that we will grow leaps and bounds, that we will become fruitful, and that we will produce much fruit. God is into much fruit, even if we don't have the faith conducive and compatible with the vision that God has. God gives us strength to keep looking up to the most high, the holy hill. Who can ascend to the holy hill? Who can do the things that God has for them to do? If we clean our hands of things that are distracting us and go forward in the ever uh, holy way of God, God will enable us bit by bit. It's a step-by-step process. And we can't, amen, take an elevator. We have to go up the stairs. Amen. Taught me that as a young man, uh, many were going up the elevator. and No, nah, he said, no, 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 you're not going to skip floors. You Go up the staircase. And I took it step by step, and I am still taking it step by step. Faith is a step-by-step step journey. If it were not so, he would not have canonized the psalm, which tells us that His word is a lamp unto our feet, and uh, every step we take the steps of a righteous man are what ordered by the Lord. We take steps, and uh, I thank God that he's going to help us grow as a people individually and as a local assembly connected to the church at large. He's looking for faith in the earth when he comes. Thank God. Not that he's in a search like a detective and looking with a microscope or something like that or magnifying glass no he's amen coming back for those who are the five wise versions. same have kept their lamps trimmed and burning and full of oil my God and we don't have to say wait Lord we got to go fill our, our vessels no God is ready right then and right now he's going to change us in the moment in the twinkling of an eye Uh, The day you hear his voice don't harden your heart. Why? Because uh, in the day when we least expect he's coming back, we cannot, amen, put a time on it. We have to walk in readiness. God is looking for maturity in the earth. When he's looking for faith, he's looking for maturity. It's time for us to, amen, put away childish things. It may not be things that children do, but it's things that we did when we first believed, and God expects for us to grow up. Amen. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. He wants us to do the same. Let's look here as we look at the scripture I just quoted, Luke two fifty two. Amen. That's where we're starting. And go to Hebrews 10, and I'll just read that. This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds will I write them. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Now where remission of these is, there is no more offering. For sin. Amen. Uh, The theme word of the hour is maturity. How mature are you? Your maturity is affected by how much movement you have experienced. And the groundwork of your next season is underway. That's what the Holy Ghost is telling us. The groundwork of our season is already underway. If you have been given Amen a vision, of what God has gifted you to do. Uh, For your gift will solve a problem in this earth. We're here to be problem solvers, not problem causers. We're here to be stepping stones into glory, not stumbling blocks that make people fall and falter in uh, faithlessness. God wants us to be mature like that. So we have to realize the eternity uh, ahead of us. The time is now. We are encased in time, and God is calling outside of time, out there in eternity, beckoning us to move in the Spirit. Um, You must be prepared, as God is trying to prepare us, we must be prepared to become an excellent presentation according to the destiny and purpose that he has instilled in each and every one of us. Um, This message will focus on how God wants to prepare each and every one of us and how he is preparing this church as the church ministry. Um, Ecclesia has a place here in the world still, for Jesus has not yet returned. He expects us to be a light in darkness We have a specified public presentation in comparison to how Jesus was being prepared during his so-called, quote-unquote, silent years. Uh, God wants to begin a journey of growth with each and every one of us, which will lead to a translated experience beyond the veil, if you will, use that prophetic metaphor. If you can remain focused on your divine destiny, and divine purpose that God has already eternally laid out for each and every one of us. He has to do that individually. So uh, then we all can experience the title of this message, Becoming God's Masterpiece of Maturity. Becoming God's Masterpiece of Maturity. God does all things well, does he not? The scripture says so, and we should be akin to uh that masterful working of the master's hand little becomes much when you place it in the master's hand the holy ghost reminds me now of a story when i was a young lad back there in florida in the floridian days and i heard on the christian radio this man telling the story before he sung the song that god inspired for him to write he said there was an auctioneer there and um There was an old violin, dusty, looked it tattered and torn. and A man tried to help to let the audience know how good this instrument was, but he was not, you know, masterful on it and he could not even wake the violin up the way it should be uh, played. And um, the auctioneer tried to auction it off and one dollar, who will give me two? One, two dollars, who will give me three? And then um, suddenly there was a disruption in the auctioning process, and a man came from the back. Uh, He knew of what sort the violin was. He blew the dust off, tuned the strings a little, and began to play masterfully on the instrument. And the beautiful sound went echoing through the corridors of Uh, the auctioneer's room. And then the people looked astounded, and they began to stand to yell out uh, prices. And uh, then the auctioneer smiled and stood, uh, 100, who will give me 200? And he went to the thousands. My God, it's all about how the instrument is placed in the master's hand. Amen. And we're looking at the story in our Bible reading fellowship when Jesus had the 5K buffet by the bay, as I called it. My God, by the Sea of Galilee, some called it back then because it was near the city of Tiberius, So the Sea of Tiberius, because that's the side of, of the great sea, the great lake that they were on. And uh, The people there, when they saw Jesus coming, they laid before him, came before him. He began to heal the sick. My God, all the sick. They brought he healed them thank God and healed and healed all day long and began to teach of what thus purpose of heaven was not just about healing but for your soul to be saved and as he taught the crowd was there and it began to be evening and they had not eaten and the disciples were wondering where would these people get food and Jesus said "Uh, what food do you have Oh, nobody has anything, but the mother of this little boy prepared him. He has two fish and five barley loaves, and Jesus said, that'll do. Uh, They looked confused, I guess, as uh, the crowd was all gathered around there, and Jesus said, put the people in 50, companies of 50, and he made it all organized, thank God, and he began to reach up to heaven, and blessed the little boy's little lunch, and uh, as he began to break it, it kept breaking and breaking till everybody had, Amen. They're full of the food, and he had enough left over so that at night the twelve disciples could have a little snack pack. Amen. Thank God. Thank God. It's all about putting it what in the master's hand. Is your hand in the hand of the master? We got to place our hand, our affections in the master's hand. And where is the master now? He's seated at the right hand of the throne of God. We have to place our affections there. Amen. Don't, amen, use your calling of God based on earthly markets. Don't, amen, build your hopes on things, amen, that are not going to last throughout eternity. Build your hopes on things eternal. Hold to God's unchanging hand, the same God, amen, that showed the people of Israel how they would, amen, be freed up, amen, being, being able by God to exodus out of Egypt and go on to the promised land. My God, all the miracles of the Bible. It's the same God. We have the same God today. We don't have to be stuck and stymied and stupid, my God, uh, by a, a, a conscience. My God, that has, amen, been depressed by folk, amen, calling out uh, uh, things uh, to you that were not on your, are, are not on your birth certificate. They're calling you names that's not on your birth certificate. They're calling you, amen, loser, oh, my God, all kinds of things. They look at you, the, the, the snobs look at you, the haters look at you funny, cro- crook-eyed when you have a, a gifting and you're trying to move forward in God. And, uh, you can't, amen, let your left hand look what your right hand doing sometimes. You got to move on in Jesus' name leave out of your secret prayer closet amen amen and learn how to be quiet and do your business in the Lord that's what the scriptures teach us to do just go on ahead and whatever God told you in the secret closet God's going to blossom you all out in front of everybody amen he maketh, amen, me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thank God uh, thou preparest a table before me. What In the presence of mine enemies it doesn't matter what your haters think and what they are saying god is yet preparing a table before you in the presence of all of them and amen god's gonna bless you exceeding abundantly above what you could ask or think and they could do nothing about it thank god a praise goes right there keep your hand in the hand of the master becoming god's masterpiece of maturity Yes, Lord, this message serves as motivation for us to apply two main levels of preparation in our lives that Jesus modeled for us. He came to model it for us. Amen. He did so in light of our moral and spiritual responsibility to become God's moral code. We have to become the living word. We have to become living sacrifices. Amen. Holy and representable according to God's holy will and glory. Thy will be done on earth, what? As it is in heaven. Amen. We got to walk that way. The only way to accomplish God's uh, evangelistic purpose faithfully is to remain submitted to God. There will be things you must do and ways to do them according to the specifications of God's will. As you submit to the excellent artistry of God's infallible hand, you will be prepared by his life producing fruit to a malnourished world. The world is hungry for the living bread. For an answer, Jesus gave a key. He said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. He's not talking about lifted up on a throne. He's talking about being lifted up on a tree ah sacrifice for the whole wide world my god they hung them high they stretched them wide that's love oh my god what kind of love is this that a man would give his life for his friends my god i'm going to present to you now four behavior types of wholeness and balance mentioned in luke 252 uh quote during the so-called silent years jesus increased in other words, matured in four ways. He matured mentally, in other words, in wisdom. He matured physically, in other words, in stature. He matured spiritually, in other words, in favor with God. And he matured socially, in other words, in favor with man. To be uh, a productive citizen of God's kingdom. One has to mature in God's processes of preparation, which involves all of these behaviors. You can't have one without the other. You have to have all of them. Amen. Sometimes we grow up physically in the church and we have social events and we're socializing and whatnot and whatnot, but not enough socializing with God. And we become people people of the people. A man of the people, a woman of the people, instead of a woman of God, a man of God. Uh, So there has to be a good balance. And sometimes folks are getting up without any matured wisdom. After so many years in the church, they are still speaking as though they are not yet hooked on phonics. My God, not yet hooked on biblical literacy. And after so many years, my God, God used Paul to talk about that to uh, reverberate the rebuke from heaven that you ought to be eating meat by now and, and not still sucking on uh, the bottle. My God. Now, to be a productive citizen of God's kingdom, uh, we have to look to what Jesus modeled. Jesus was absolutely perfect in every aspect of his growth. Uh, here, uh, Luke's narrative skips silently over 18 years which the Lord Jesus spent in Nazareth as the son of a carpenter. We can and should learn three life lessons of preparation from these silent years. We ought to learn the importance of preparation and training. Sometimes we don't prepare enough, don't train enough. We ought to understand the need for patience, staying put at task. Sometimes there's not enough time on task. Hence, the results come where there's not much fruitfulness. We also ought to value the fact that God has given us work to do. There's value in everyday work. But how many of us scoff work? How many of us think it's a better time to have our feet up more than working? My God, there are some today who would rather look for uh, how they can do like a hard-working person who has put their feet up. They skip past silently over all the work the person did, and they're just looking at how the person put their feet up. Oh, I I just want to put my feet up, but baby, you need to do some work. Amen. Maybe you'll deserve to put your feet up. Jesus put his feet up sometimes, but he worked. Look at how many people, the whole seacoast, healing folk, all along the seacoast of Galilee my God. Then he went away to the mountains to pray with God for hours and hours through the night, my God, and then woke up to walk the stormy sea because the disciples went on ahead of him. He said, I'll catch up to you. And he did catch up to them. He walked across the stormy sea, yet to calm it down and to get in the boat of the faithless ones, my God, my God, my God. But we got to look at What Jesus is saying to us work while it is day, there's gonna come a time when what? No man can work. He's gonna look for the fruit of the work, the fruit of your labor, gonna look for the fruit, because if you look for the fruit, there has to be some work attached to that. There has to be some laborers attached to that work. There has to be somebody who was diligent in faithfulness for doing that work. Amen. There has to have been somebody listening to the Holy Ghost who revealed the truth in the word to put them to work, amen. So Jesus is looking for the last result, the fruit, amen, because he was in all of the processes of that stature, favor with God and man, amen. He did all of that. He walked the walk with us. Remember, he sent the comforter, the paracletos, the one who's the teacher, the life coach. He sees us on every turn of life, and he knows all of our proclivities, what easily besets us, my God. He sees everything. He sees and knows. We think we can hide from him. No, but we cannot hide from him. Our darkest sneaky night is God's brightest day. Amen. We cannot hide from God's inescapable eye. My God. He sees and knows all the ways we have trod. He never fails. Have faith in God. Hallelujah. God is warning us now. Uh, Against temptation. uh, Sometimes we will jump prematurely from spiritual birth to public ministry. Those who do not have a spiritual childhood and adolescence according to God's standards are asking for disaster in their later life and testimony. Here's what Jesus wants us to know the preparation of Jesus. Uh, is our prophetic parallel his points of maturity must become ours the four behaviors noted in the scripture luke 252 can be coupled with two main levels of maturity jesus increased in two ways wisdom and stature and in favor with god and man So wisdom and stature, favor with God and man, two main parts. There's a comma that separates the two ways that he increased, thus forming a dual-purposed maturity process. Development of a uh, biblically-based mindset, Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature. Let's look at that for a minute. Now arriving at the place where we mount up with wings as eagles becomes a graduation. And uh, that's how we know we have grown up because we can, amen, go through and do it indefatigably, not get tired. Amen. I've been running for Jesus a long time, and what? I'm not tired yet. Don't scoff at the old saints. They knew what they were talking about. Some of us want to put them to bed and throw them away. My God, but we need to sit down and listen to the older saints. Amen. God has given them wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. They have increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man, but no, we want to throw them away. Throw out the old man and old lady with the bathwater. Loose here. My God. God has signed, sealed, and delivered folks and brought them forth in his name. And that's the place of maturity. We must find the place of maturity. God coupled me up as a young man with the older saints. And I used to get scoffed by the teenagers who were my peers. They said, you're always just hanging out with the old people. You old. My God. But I thank God I did it. It kept me out of jail. Hallelujah. It kept me from scratching extremities of my body that they were scratching, and I didn't need special ointments. Amen. Hallelujah. Anyhow, thank God for Jesus. These are the things God will keep you from, keep you from falling into a bed that don't belong to you. Amen. Kept me out of the Proverbs 5 bed. Amen. Thank God the devil brought me to the threshold of it, but amen. I, I, I didn't want to go in there. Ah, hallelujah. Something held me back. Amen. Thank God. Honey's to the left. Honey's to the right. Thank God, but God kept me. He kept me. Hallelujah. And now he brought me to a lady of God and he inspired her to write a song. He kept me. Hallelujah. And that's going to be my, one of my favorite songs. He kept me. Hallelujah. <laughs> write it, baby. Write that song. Hallelujah, anyhow. Oh, that's going to be a hot number. Oh, yes, sir. The place of maturity is a place of faithful connection to God through discipleship and worship. People don't mind some parts of worship. Sing, sing, sing. Don't preach too much. Just sing, sing, sing. Oh, you're starting to preach too much. Oh, boy. Don't preach too much in the singing. They're going to, oh, you're going to lose interest. They're going to walk out the door. My God. Uh, when we were at the other location in 157, somebody brought a man to church and uh, we were singing pretty good and then started praying in the Holy Ghost. Oh boy, he, he showed us his hind parts as he went on out the door. That's, that was a bit too much. He's starting to get into prayerfulness and discipleship. No, no, no. To the flesh, that's distasteful. But as we develop in God, we stay connected to God that way. And God nourishes us through that. Amen. He directs us through that. And I was listening to such uh, music with biblically-based teachings all infused. And I was on the, sh- on the dock of the shipping and receiving department at Lord & Taylor in Garden City. And I was a younger man, not yet a fiancé yet. Amen. Thank God. And uh, one of the managers walked with the other manager, and they came in on the freight elevator where I was and I uh, had my radio on playing that stuff, and she said, You listen to that junk? Well, I had like a minute to, before we got to the floor, so I preached for a good hot minute. I said, This is the junk that saved me. This is the junk that kept me from off being on drugs. This is the junk that keeps my mind, even though I'm well qualified to not be on this freight elevator, but y'all got me here. But God is keeping me. That lady wanted to get off that elevator quickly. Oh, where's the exit? Where's the exit? oh no, wait, I got one more point, you know. Hallelujah, anyhow. <laughs> See, back then, God was, amen, training me up in the most holy faith so that I could put the baba down and pick up the Bible. Amen. Search the scripture, for in them you will find eternal life. Thank God. And I don't want to be ever learning and not coming into the knowledge of the truth. You can learn scriptures all day long, but the scripture got to go from your mind to your heart. And the Holy Ghost got to, amen, let it germinate and become who you got to become who God wants you to be from that scripture. Become the living truth. God allows us this rich experience of blossoming into effective citizens of heaven while we are yet on earth, learning who we are while also learning who he is. This is why we must, as the Apostle Paul says, quote, unquote, put away what? Childish things. Amen. Looking back at Lot's wife, what she did will result in destructive behaviors that will cause personal and social damage. Uh, When we seek to help ourselves to whatever our flesh tells us is acceptable, continuously hurting ourselves, then how can we help others? How can we help others when we fail to help ourselves as God would have it? Uh, We will be stymied, we will be in a stupor, and we will not move forward in the progress of heaven. God wants us to stay plugged into his eternal uh, resource of nourishment for our souls. Um, To stay plugged in means that you are continuously a worshiper of God. You are continuously worshiping God. God and God alone. Don't mix it with other things. Don't mix him with other things. It takes holy faith, pure holy faith to worship God in spirit and truth. Amen. Don't mess with the truth. Don't add to the truth. Don't take away from the truth. Amen. And uh, don't try to put God in a little box. Let God be who God is. Amen. Don't try to make your own little play-doh Jesus. It takes faith to worship God believing that he will take care of you the way he reveals against that circumstance that might be trying to dictate to you and how uh, people in them might be trying to solidify your everyday life away from God. You got to stay put in God. Amen. Uh, As noted in Romans 10, 17, faith cometh by what? Hearing. And hearing by what? The word of God. There's a uh, heavenly uh, comprehension that has to take place, and I feel the Holy Ghost coupling. Uh, my preaching with my public school teaching. And uh, you have to, amen, know your ABCs and 123s. But after that, you can't, be, you can't keep singing the ABC song. After a while, you're going to have to just know the alphabet. Amen. You have to know the phonemes and the phonics. Uh, and the letters make words. Words make phrases. Phrases make sentences. Sentences make complete paragraph thoughts. Amen. And you have to know how to put thoughts together like that. And you have to sound them together in a certain way, in a certain rhythm, and it begins to, amen, infiltrate your mind, and as you are reading, you're eating, you're feeding, amen, and you're getting understanding, gaining new insights, and then there's new levels of reading. Words can become poetic, and it can mean something else. Thank God one word could mean a thousand things, amen, and uh, you look at a picture, it's worth what, a thousand words. Words can become word pictures, and you could say a whole lot with a little bit, And you learn how to read that way. You learn how to infer. Amen. And uh, you learn how to analyze characters. And uh, characters have a certain meaning that the author is trying to instill and trying to communicate. And uh, God did that in the word. Amen. The, The names have a meaning. Uh, You have characters in the Bible. It's an allegory. It's an allegorical, holy, prophetic book. And the main character is Jesus, but Jesus lets other characters come in, but he's the main character. Amen. Thank God. We have to learn to read the Bible that way. And the Holy Ghost, let the Holy Ghost read you a story. Amen. God will reveal himself to all because 2 Peter 3.9 says, let us know that it is his will that all should come to what? repentance. We're reading the Bible so that we all come what? To repentance. That's uh, one of the main themes of the Bible. Jesus came to save us, came to restore us, came to set the captives free. Hallelujah, God. How can we say repentance is not necessary anymore when the main theme of the Bible is repentance? When you take that out, you're taking away the power of the word. You're taking away the theme of the word. Hallelujah. Let the word be the word. See, people want to be stuck. They don't want to come. They don't want to come to the light lest they be reproved. But he who comes to the light gets saved by the Savior that's emanating that light. Amen. Read John 3 and infer that. Amen. No matter the circumstance, because there's nothing too hard for God, God is going to be able to save you from yourself. Amen. No matter what you've done, God will go down to the darkest dungeon and pick you up and turn you around. And as the old timer said, pick up your feet and put them on some solid ground. Hallelujah. Amen. We got to turn off that one-eyed demon long enough. Right, mother? Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah. I'm talking old folk talk because the old landmark still is necessary. Hallelujah. Don't let people come because they're young and they got sneakers on and jeans and they got their tight stuff on and they're turning their back to the audience and bending over and picking up stuff and people can't keep their eye on the Lord because they're on your boom, boom, bang. The new wave of church. Oh, we got to bring in the hip-hop theology and get folks in the door. You don't need to do all that. God is attractive on his own. And with loving kindness will I draw you. That's an anointing. It's not just words that we are tickling their fancies and making them feel, making church feel and taste palatable. That's not what our ministry is. We are to, amen, stay in the Holy Ghost and let the Holy Ghost have his way. Let the Holy Ghost speak from the word. Let the Holy Ghost speak from the songs. Let the Holy Ghost speak from every church school class. Amen. Let the people rejoice as they get delivered from sin. Hallelujah. God will sober you up. Yes, he will. Hallelujah. He seeks to send faithful and biblically functional workers in timely ways to facilitate the decision process in all ripe right candidates for salvation. People aren't ripe right today. They're still green. They're still wet behind the ears, but they are becoming pastors and leaders. My God, and uh, they are leading people astray instead of in a heavenly way. Hallelujah. Every season of life presents us with a new day of responsibility, a new functional stature to faithfully be what God intended for us to be. The late Scottish preacher, the author, uh, Alexander White, who sought to be known as a specialist in the study of sin, said that, quote, the victorious Christian life is a series of new beginnings, end quote. Think about it. New beginnings are needed after we grow. Or after we fail in our earthly experiences. Christ made the way possible for new beginnings by paying the debt of sin as revealed in Hebrews 10. He brought remittance. In other words, paid our sin debt as he was obedient to experience a substitutionary death on the cross for us. Fulfilling and replacing the Old Testament sacrificial system. They sacrificed animals, y'all, so that they could cover their sin. But Jesus said, I'll be the prophetic metaphor. I'll become the lamb without spot or blemish. Amen. He offered up himself as the supreme once and for all sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of his blood. By his one act of righteousness, salvation has been offered as a free gift is offered for all who will truly believe. See, people leave that part out. All who will want truly believe believe believing is leaning on depending on letting God come in and transform you amen and you becoming a living proof of the word people don't want that process they want to do whatever they came to do jesus said come as ye are but they forgot the other part he's not going to let you stay as ye are he's a rewarder of them that work diligently seek him and that's a process of worship and discipleship you're not just singing songs to a beat but the lyrics are from the holy word of god and you're singing songs and hymns and spiritual songs and making melody in your heart that's pleasing to the god of glory and he's going to bring you from earth to glory because you have meditated on his story somebody give me a hallelujah and a thank you jesus oh hallelujah Yeah, we got a hip-hop message for the hip-hop crowd, because the Holy Ghost is the one that raps for real. Thank you, Lord. New beginnings are needed after we grow. Amen. Jesus came and paid the price, and then he's going to make a way for us to come on in. But we have to do it volitionally. We have to make up our mind and say yes to the Lord don't negate the meaning of the word yes he died once and for all but that doesn't mean you don't need to repent anymore some people think oh i just repented one time and that's all i need to do no what if you mess up this next day amen oops i've done it again Then the girl help us out with that song oops i've done it again no god said yeah you need to come and repent of that sin diligently seek him Diligence means you're going to keep cleaning yourself up. He who goes up to the holy hill of the Lord must come with what? Clean hands. God knows you're going to mess up. You're going to fumble along the way up the hill. But God is going to be there. Oh, I got to clean your hands again. Oh, I got to clean your hands again. Let him clean your hands. Let him purify your heart. Sheep look left and right sometimes. Sheep get distracted. They see one sheep going over the cliff and all of them go over the cliff. It's in the news article. If you look it up online, a shepherd saw all his sheep just diving off because the first one dove off and then the rest of them followed. That's how sheep do. They think it's a better way. But no, there's a way that seems right. But the end is destruction. You must, amen, listen to what the Holy Ghost is saying. Judge every spirit by the word of God. If God didn't say it, don't listen to it. Problem is people are changing the word of God too much. There's a diluted word. There's a depleted word. There's a word that's missing parts. There's a word with added preservatives, fleshly maladies all added in there, spices from the flesh, leeks and onions and the garlic from sin all placed up in there. And you don't need to listen to that word. No, 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 no. That's the spiced up hellish word. Give me the pure holy word that hasn't been messed with, didn't add to it, didn't take away from it. Give me the real Jesus, the Jesus that's going to look me square in the eye, amen, and tell me like it is. And if you got the real faith of God, you're going to keep on being diligent, just like the lady had a faith to approach God. I want you to heal my daughter. And She's not supposed to be a woman coming in among the men. She's screaming out, and she's a social outcast. What are you doing? Uh -uh, Uh-uh, tut-tut. No, you didn't. You are a social outcast. Stay out. She kept pushing. No, the disciples were like, Lord, what are we going to do with this weird woman? He heard her. He said, "Uh, uh, bless me, uh, this and that. And, you know, she's not one of them as far as Israel is concerned. And then uh, Jesus said that he came, you know, first and foremost for the Israelites. Amen? First and foremost. He didn't say he wasn't going to save her. He just said that part. He knew where her faith was because he's God. He knows everything. Let's see if she's holding on to the whole story or is she just trying to get a little bit of glory. Let's see if she's, amen, going to eat the whole word or just trying to feel good in her flesh for a little bit. Want the gifts without the grunge. My God, (laughs) don't want to work. She just want to play. She want to vacay. She don't want to work. He's trying to see where she at. So he said, no, uh, 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 it's like she's a dog. You know, they give crumbs to the dogs too, Jesus. He said, "I know. it's like you're worse than a dog. I can't give you of this good thing. It's like the old Proverbs. Don't give your pearl to what? Swine. It's the same kind of thing. Oh, I'm not going to give you this because you're not one of the ones. Uh, you Are you the called? In other words, are you the called? Help me, Holy Ghost. Are you the called? According what? To his purpose. You can have people uh, bring them in from the fields of sin, but they're going to stay clothed in the fields of sin. When they come to the house of the Lord, you're supposed to give them a new garment. And if they don't want the new garment, God said they're going to be thrown out in outer darkness and there's going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth. You got to want the new anointing when you come in the house of the Lord. You come for the real reason of being saved that God call you to the table. God called that lady to the table. So he started chiseling away just in case there's a little relic of sin left. And she said, I'm not worthy. Uh, than, than a dog is but even the dogs have crumbs under the table that they can eat and he knew that she was of the sort that were the call according to his purpose no matter what I'm going to stay put and keep on seeking his faith I don't care what people are telling me God's going to test me but I'm going to pass the test because I got the Holy Ghost and he's leading me unto righteousness for his name's sake and God is testing her that she's going to have a faith tried and true No matter what, even her master gave her a hard task, and she passed the test, and she came on, and her daughter got healed, and I believe her family got saved. Amen. That's how Jesus works. He don't just heal you, but he saved the whole family. Hallelujah. Anyhow, we got to know how to read the Bible. See, people don't read through enough to get the whole detail of that. How could Jesus call her the B word? He called her a dog, but that's not what he was doing. Hallelujah. Anyhow, we don't want to go through discipleship that way. Oh, that's too hard. That's why many people left Jesus in John chapter six, verse 66, after he said, no, y'all want to, okay, eat my body, drink my blood. Y'all want the real deal, but you you want a bit too much. You want us to be, you want to be our all in all. I ain't saying i want all that. I want to put my feet up a minute, you know, Call the Cadillac line. Call the, uh, you're going to get ten camels on a hill. Oh, I see it right here and right now. Thou shalt have ten camels. Uh, two humps, not one, but two. They want Jesus to say all that. Lose here. No. Jesus is going to tell you about yourself. The man you went is not your man. He told people like it was. He told that woman that. And she said, I could go under the table, get the crumbs. She was the real deal. He tried to help the rich young ruler. He said, I ain't giving up all my stuff now. I got bling bling for days. (laughs) It ain't worth all that. So so he left Jesus sad that day. Isn't that something? you're going to give up glory. You're going to gain the one whole world and what? Lose your soul. My God, Jesus is testing everybody of what sort they are. That's why you have some churches in obs- seemingly in obscurity, like a diamond in the rough. And people got to watch out how they, amen, might be neglecting it. Amen. People got to watch if they are, amen, giving God their all in all and allowing God to unwrap the gift that's in them and that they present themselves unto God, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. Amen. And that we will become lights for a dark world, the heavenly spice for the bland world, that they'll have something to eat and they'll say, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. They'll start testifying around town. Not go to that church, they're giving away iPads. Oh, go to that church, they're giving away free food. Go to that church, they're giving away backpacks. Sorry, that's the last backpack. Oh, man, see, y'all just like everybody else. I ain't going back to that church. I thought y'all had movie night. What's up? I thought y'all were giving away movie tickets and stuff. What's up with that? We're going to try to bait and switch, folks. Are we, are we in the bait and switch ministry? No, Jesus said, "Go on to the hedges and highways and compel them to come." He didn't say with iPads and stuff. No not with games and socialization and stuff. You got to have a 5K buffet by the bay to get folk in. That's not why the people came in. They were getting healed, set free, and delivered, and were receiving teaching from the Holy Word of God, getting saved. My God, and God knew it was going to be an all-night process for them to get back and be hungry. Jesus don't want to send people home that way. What kind of God do we serve? Jehovah Yireh, the God of more than enough. He said, let's feed the people. Disciples looking at him, scratching their head. What, 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 what? He said, what do you have? And he got the little lad's lunch. Amen. It's going to be all right in the master's hand. We got to just trust God. Put it in his hand. It's going to be all right. We got to remember whose we are and who we have. Hallelujah. It's going to tarry, but wait for it. Look at Joseph. He tarried twenty-two years, but it came, and he was able to put his feet up for seventy-one years. God is good like that. Hallelujah! Anyhow, thank you, Lord. My God, this church been in existence. Uh, This is my nineteenth volume of sermons I'm working on right now, and people are looking and say, "How many members you got? Oh, how many this and that? How many this and that? This and that?" And God's gonna give me an answer for them. Amen. Some families got pruned away. We don't have the families we used to have. Pray for us in Jesus' name and turn and walk away. That's what he told me to tell people. Amen. They don't have to know no head count. That's what they into, head counts. They into the fleshly thing, the, 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 the proud look. Oh, I got 80,000 members. The proud look. God, what, hates or what? Proud look. That's why God didn't want David numbering his people. He was going to have a proud look around town. What y'all got? We got 1.3 million ready to go to battle. What you got? He didn't want David doing that. And David knew it was wrong, but he still pressed the people to do it. And the people knew that it was wrong. Oh, we shouldn't do this. All the Levites were like, oh, God, David, you shouldn't do this. And all the priests and prophets, no, you shouldn't do this. I'm the king. I said do it. And then long story short, David had the choice of three whippings. And he had to pick one. He knew God was uh, a long-suffering to us. We're not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance and that God would have mercy. So he picked the one that probably God would eventually have mercy and not kill everybody. My God, he'll spank, but he'll leave some standing so we'll have at least a remnant. Amen? Thank God. (laughs) You got to know of who you are and where you came from. You better know why you are here. And uh, not many are going to make it in. Jesus said, few there be what that find it. Are you the few, the faithful, the free in Jesus? My God, Jesus paid the penalty of sin. He broke and killed the power of sin. He removed the pollution of sin. He destroyed, in other words, abolished the partition, the hedge of sin. Jesus did all of that for us so that we could have a biblically-based mind. He wants to change our mind. And then after your mind is changed, he's going to work on your social life. He's going to work on your spiritual life. Yes, he is. Get your mind right, and then the spirit is going to be worked on. And how we interact with others and even ourselves, you know, there's interpersonal and intrapersonal. Amen intrapersonal within yourself, interpersonal with others. We have to do what's right by ourselves and with others. So Jesus is interested in our socio-spiritual makeup, and he has a socio-spiritual favor. In other words, Jesus increased in what? In favor with God and man. We're almost done. How we worship will affect our preparation to become the fruitful, worthy folk of his name. Uh, We say in the name of Jesus, but are you really marching in his name? That means under his flag and doing what he said. Amen. Do we really represent him for real? And God looks at the inside of our mentality, of our heart, our purpose. That's why David wrote, everything within me should what? Bless the Lord. Our church is yet experiencing some silent years. Uh, With respect to how our vision statement comes to fruition in the eyes of our local public and eventually the world. Uh, If we live according to the expectations of modern church culture instead of our specific purpose from the mouth of God, then we will not be made according to the excellent artistry of our Lord's hand. Ah, the followers of Jesus Christ who prove to be responsible according to God's standards will be given authority to manage the mission created for them. God's going to put it in our hands to do, but will we be diligent to do it? Will we procrastinate? God's getting you ready for that great day. That's why I like that old song. Who will what? Be able to stand. in the day when he's getting you ready, he's telling you what to read, how to pray better, how to fast better, how to do this, how to do that. My God, don't look left, don't look right. Not so much of that, none of that. More, a whole lot more of this. You know, Jesus is telling you all the specifics for you, getting you ready for what? Your new day. Uh, There's a new beginning. If you are living, you should have some new beginnings in your life. Thank God, because plants grow. You ever see how they cut the tree trunk right? And you could get the section. You know the little rings in there? That's every year of growth. The tree experienced, what, many years of newness. Newness, 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 newness. The thicker the trunk, the more newness happened. Isn't that great? It may look old and crusty on the outside, but it's new on the inside, baby. Jesus works on the inside out. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Anyhow. See, you can't look at us from a fleshly eye. Don't look at the realm from a fleshly eye. If you do that, you're going to miss it. Amen. We have to live according to the Spirit. Following Jesus is a spirit thing. And our time of development is like a ripening. The Spirit goes in there and helps us to ripen. No one in the spiritual childhood stage should attempt to do things a spiritual adult has been given clearance to do. However, anyone with approved fruit are to walk in good standing with God, and they will one day be able to hear God say, Well done, what? Thou good and faithful servant. Amen. The fruit of the Spirit, capital S, the Holy Ghost especially temperance, will be needed in the character of all who are so-called approved servants of God. From birth to adulthood, we see the various developments of temperance moving from parent control to self-control, and then finally to God control. I hope we have grown up to be, what, in a God-control kind of posture, or are we trying to figure things out on our own? My God, in all thy ways we should, what, acknowledge him, and he will direct our paths. we got to let him do it. It is noted that Jesus submitted to his earthly parents during his childhood years. Uh, my son got jokes about that, and I heard some other Christian comedians got little jokes. Uh, Jesus, come in here and wash your dishes. Uh, Didn't I tell Jesus to come wash the dishes? And then Jesus looked at Joseph. Boy, better get in here. What? I don't have to. What you going to do? I'm the king of kings and Lord of love. What you going to do, Joseph? You know, (laughs) thank God Jesus wasn't like that (laughs) because then he would be carnal and submitted to sin then. You know, he can't do that. Amen. So Jesus has to be good and perfect in all his ways. Uh, Stature, favor with who? God and man. Amen. Are we doing the right thing all around town at, at our jobs, in the marketplace, everywhere? I get tempted out there. You know, I'm calling folks names because they're driving kind of dumb. And that's a tempting thing. And I'm calling people names. And Jesus said, that's not only birth certificate. I say, I'm oh, sorry, Lord. Amen, amen, amen. Where'd you learn to drive? Where'd you get your license? You know, all kind of stuff. My God, you must have got your degree from 7-Eleven or something. I see all kind of stuff, you know. But God is calling me to amen, to just let it go let it go. They want to be first. Let them think they won. You know, the guy's going on him, hey, I wanted to prove to him. I said, you ain't all that because I could drive. I know how to block people off a certain way. They're not going to be able to get in there. And I did it to him. I said, like, <laughs> I won today, baby. God said, you finished playing these little games. Get your mind on Jesus. Hallelujah. Anyhow, this happened <clears throat> a couple of days ago. Amen. Uh, God is good. Yes. He's long-suffering to us. We're not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance. So we need to watch what we're doing in and around town, because God is yet watching. Amen. Thank God. <laughs> and be nice to those uh, people that work in a restaurant, because you don't know what they do behind closed doors. Say a lot of prayers before you get there, while you are there. Amen. Thank God. Flash some cash while they... Oh, you get your order? Wait, hold on. Oh, got to get on my cash. They said, oh, he going to give a tip. Ooh, I'm going to be good to uh, I'm going to be good to them. Yes. Uh, what y'all need? Ooh, what y'all need? Oh, how, how come they got all that? Yeah, well, they flashed the cash, you know. <laughs> this is the prize, y'all. See that prize? Don't you want the prize? You know. <laughs> Thank God. We got to learn how to behave in and around town, seriously, though, because, amen, we, 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 we start fussing and cussing just like everybody else. We left the Holy Ghost at the altar, and then we have road rage all in between services. My God, we got to do better. Hallelujah. Anyhow, God needs us to ripen and mature. We got to hear him say, well done. You know, there's fruit of the spirit that we have to attain towards. Temperance is a good one. Yes, Lord. It is noted that Jesus submitted to his earthly parents. We have to submit. Amen. Even adult children got to watch how they talk. Amen. Amen. Watch how they walk. My God. The second chapter of Luke offers us clear indication uh, of our need to submit appropriately according to the development and protocol of God's order. So many people uh, talk about the second chapter of Acts experience. You hear that all the time. Second chapter of Acts. But they tend to neglect to heed to the vital nuances of the second chapter of Luke. We need to allow Luke to doctor us up before we attempt to jump into the action of the upper room found in Acts, we must first crawl on the narrow way of discipleship, of discipline, which serves as our rite of passage that developmentally leads to the walkway of faith and eventually the runway of faithful flights. You see how planes take off. They, uh, they got to crawl over to where they got to go. They start going a little more. Everybody, y'all, sit down, put your seatbelts on. All right. Yes, yes, yes. Turn your phones off. Do it, do it, do it. Then they're getting ready to go fast. Run, 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 run on the runway. Boom, and they take off. God wants us to get there. We got to get to the takeoff. Some of us haven't taken off in certain parts of our life yet. And some parts, we're flying high above the clouds. Yeah, baby. And other ones, uh, we didn't even build the plane yet. My God. And some of them, what's a plane? What? My God, we got to do better. To become God's masterpiece of maturity through Jesus, you must remain submitted to the excellent artistry of God's infallible hand. Uh, In doing so, you will be setting yourself up to be divinely prepared as his life-producing fruit to a malnourished world. Remember that thought. Those choosing God's gracious offer of salvation for their souls have a moral and a spiritual responsibility to undergo the same behavioral preparations as Jesus did in their own personal lives. We all got to do it. Jesus uh, modeled this preparation experience for all of us, and there remains no viable excuse against God's will. God's will is the best thing his creation can experience. Are you born again? Are you born again? Are you born again by the paper of the church? Are you born again by God's power? Amen. We all can become, if we have not, become God's moral code. Not just thinking about it or heard about it. My mom and them, twice removed, all of them folks said it. You know, but did you become God's moral code? Did you become his living word? Have you become a living sacrifice? Amen. And Paul put it holy and acceptable unto God. And that's what we're supposed to do. He said it's your reasonable service. In other words, we're supposed to be that way if we've been transformed, that is. This is the only way to remain submitted to God. It is the only way to accomplish God's evangelistic purpose faithfully in our lives. we got to allow God to work on us. We have to allow God to make our life purpose, uh, a heavenly masterpiece work that will lead others to pursue God as we are pursuing him. We have to gain a spiritual sensitivity for that and we want others to follow suit with that new nuance of spiritual sensitivity. Everybody needs that if they're gonna find Jesus and completely be transformed by him and walk in the ways of the knowledge of the truth. Amen. I pray this word has blessed you. Amen. To be encouraged to become God's masterpiece of maturity. It's a journey. We all have a journey ahead of us, and we must, amen, allow the Holy Ghost to do what he came to do. We of the Realm of Agape Christian Church pray that the Holy Word of God has richly blessed your soul. To send prayer requests, use the contacts page of our website, www.roagape.org. We need your continued prayers and financial support to maintain this ministry. You can also find a secure means of donating on our website. God bless you.